Hey there, leader. Today, today is July 7th, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about consistency, what it is, why it's important, and how to do it. Today in this day in history, July 7th, 1930, construction on the Hoover Dam officially began. The reason we're bringing this up in consistency is that it actually took almost 30 years for the decision for the construction to start. Uh, an individual who worked tirelessly on this, whose name I can't find, but I knew it went in here somewhere. God damn it, Arthur Powell Davis, uh, working for the Bureau of Reclamation, worked tirelessly from his original design all the way back in 1902 and eventually getting that sucker starting to build in 1930. You know, we toured Hoover Dam years ago. I actually got to take the hard hat tour and go down inside of it. This was after... Uh, uh, the uh, National Lampoons, you know, this is, where's the dam? <laughs> See the dam project get finished, you know. <laughs> so many dad dam jokes there. Are we done with this dam topic? We are, topic? we are. We so, are. as always, Randy, let's, uh, let's frame the conversation. What are we doing? Well, we're going to be talking about consistency. Consistency in our leadership um, and how the conformity or the application of consistency in our leadership can create harmony and also help create a safe uh, working environment uh, that achieves beyond what's possible. So, well, I guess we can ask some leaders, let's do this. Let's, people seem to like this when we look at our comments. When we get comments, subtle yeah. hint to our listeners. Um, do you have a good example of either a lack of or why consistency was good in your career for leadership? Well, if one thing in the in the military, in the Army, if one thing the military is, is consistent in its application, consistent in its standards, didn't matter, you know, who, what, when, where, and how, if you were a male or female in this age group, you had this consistent set of standards that were across the Army. Didn't matter job, didn't matter anything like that. How did that help from a leadership perspective? Well, it created a norm with which uh, everyone knew what the standard was and what they needed to operate within. And, and once those norms were known, people then quickly you know, knew what minimum was and you could tell who was a minimum achiever versus who was a maximizer. <laughs> That's true. It does, uh, the consistency <laughs> of that standard provides a, a good uh, measuring standard. It is. It's a great barometer too when you're consistent to know, okay, who's going to do the bare minimum and who's going to go above and beyond. You know, you hear that term a lot, you know, uh, when military awards are given, went above and beyond the call of duty, yeah. right? As they're written, because that was true. that There was a minimum set of expectations, but they went above and beyond them. We expect so. you to return fire. We never expected you to charge that right, exactly, right. and take prisoners. Right. So so the military was a great example of, of good consistency. Bad consistency. I, <laughs> I worked for this lady. Um, uh, I won't even say her name because I know I know people listen to us that would know who it is. But I worked uh, for an engineering company years and years ago, and she uh, she turns out she was bipolar, and I didn't know that at the time. But once I found that out later after after I left and, and a couple of jobs later reconnected with some old colleagues and they told me I'm like yeah that makes perfect sense because I didn't know who I was going to get yeah. you know you come in day one and she's happy and bubbly and you're like oh great and you come in the next day and you've you know you've accomplished the great feat we completed the Y2K migration yeah. it goes back that far which was 21 years ago but completed the Y2K migration 
and and under budget and i was like man if she was happy about that she'll really be happy about this and she's like what are you doing you lazy butts you know blah, blah, blah. And it's like what what happened yeah. what just happened you know i had a i had a similar experience but this was actually early on in my career i worked for a small software company and I don't think the guy was bipolar, but you never knew what he was going to say. Yeah. There were days you were doing your best to help a customer, and he'd come in and just lay into you. What the hell? No more can you ever use this command on our customer systems. And he would yeah. lay down the law, and you would just sit there. And, if, and the thing was is that you had to use that command. right? Yeah. And I'm just using one example of many things that he did. You had to, so we just stopped telling him we were using it, yeah. right? Which we didn't trust who we were going to see day in and day out, so we just we stopped doing it. And it was an awful environment. It was awful. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure our listeners have had that. You know, sadly, some of us have had parents that way. You know, when you're inconsistent in parenting, right? Nothing creates more um, more angst among the children or amongst other siblings than that. Um, as a father of five, you know, I've definitely seen that. And we also know which one is favorite. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there are favorites. Don't anybody that's saying there's not is a liar. <laughs> there are favorites. But, but you know, the, that inconsistency creates a lot of angst. It also, it unnerves you. It's not a safe place to thrive because you're, you're trying to prepare yourself for this this big sway of what you're going to get, you know, yeah. low or high. And, and it, it, it makes you want to not share things like you didn't share. You wouldn't share oh, the God command. No. Right? There was so much we wouldn't tell that guy. And, and you just didn't know who you were going to get. So, so it stopped collaboration. You said an operative word, which is safe. Yeah. And that's safe. If it's a nexus of words, if we're going to draw a word map of mm-hmm. it, right, that would be a, an anchor point. And then the words around being a good leader or a bad one yeah. would re- not resonate, but would extend from there. What are, you know, if, 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 if consistency creates a safe space, what are some of the words that come to mind for you that are associated? Trust, obviously. Um, and we've, um, we've talked about trust, right? Yep. The, the currency of business. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's reliable. Um, in other words, when you have a question when you have a problem the consistent leader enables you to not be afraid to come and say i don't know i don't know how yeah i i can't find right and that reliability goes both ways you know and and the other thing too is a consistent leader makes you want to be consistent I mean, that's the thing. When you see consistency out of your leader, yeah. it's like, I need, to, I need to maintain the standard. I need to, yeah. you know, make sure that I'm going above and beyond. You know, if it says, you know, black tie, it's like, I want to be black tie and tails, right? So, well, or, or the boss always wants this. Yeah. He always wants this, right? And you don't even have to ask. You just know that Randy wants a cover sheet on his TPS report. <laughs> Every time otherwise, he'll send at least three managers to come and remind you to give you another copy of the memo regarding yeah, your cover sheet. I'm going to need you to work the weekend, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. Well, the other thing uh, consistency takes, though, is, uh, is dedication. Because it's, it's draining to be consistent. So that's another word on our little word chart, dedication. Yeah, dedication. Because um, it takes energy to do that. Because the leader, if you're trying to be consistent, well, your dog died that day. Or, yeah. you know, you're, you, you just got yelled at by, by your boss. And don't make a joke about dogs dying, because that hurts. Yeah, that hits me worse. It does. 
I, we, you said something there, right? Which is, it, we talked about this in the podcast before this, which was leading through emotion. Which was like four months ago, I guess. Oh my we, God, not, yeah. Sorry we haven't posted in a while. <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, but leading, yes, it is, but we won't talk about it. It is not. Oh my God. <laughs> you besmirched my good name, sir. But that leading through emotion, you know, your dog dies, and you have to understand that you don't have to be 100% consistent. Nobody's perfect, right? right? But people come to have expectations. And when you are in that emotionally compromised moment, you have to realize you might not be consistent. You can beg forgiveness, take yourself out of the environment like we talked about, mm -hmm. any number of different things, recognizing the work it takes. And the reason I bring that up is the work it takes, especially when you're upset. Yeah. To stay consistent, because I want to do nothing more than rip your freaking head off yeah. for your stupid joke <laughs> in the middle of our podcast, right? But you got to rein it in, yeah, and because consistency is so important. Well, and it it's a it's a reflection on you as a leader, because your personal brand is part of that too, right? You, you know, we, we don't we've not talked a lot about personal branding. Maybe we do, you Ooh. know. We yeah, Next. something for a future. If you'd podcast. like to see that, yeah. let us know. Yeah. You can hit us on <laughs> www.linkedin slash forward question mark four four. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah. No. But um, uh, this is, it's part of your personal brand. And, you know, you have a, uh, your performance that's, that everybody has, right? We're measured on our performance. But then you have this exposure element to yourself as well. And with your consistency, you're essentially exposing yourself. Um, Jesus, Randy, this is a kid's show. <laughs> you're essentially exposing yourself to, to your direct reports and, and you know, on, on occasion, obviously, to your superiors. That exposure is, is either good or bad, and you want it to be good. And the way it's good is when you're consistent. What I found, too, like reporting to boards, you know, if you yes. report on a project to the board and it's in this format and it's shown in this way, you come back in three months with those same slides. Same slides. Not that three new ones. Changed. Yeah. I can't tell you, I, uh, at an organization that I've worked at, we would do vulnerability management and the server team would bring in different metrics every time. They'd use different OSs. They'd Look do a different here. slice. Look over here. And I Look over here. Is this the same? No, no, no. We thought you'd enjoy a different view. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> That's right. And it feels like you're being, and here's where you're headed, dishonest. That's right. That's right. You're not transparent. And see, consistency, too, is not afraid to say you were an eight, you were an eight, you were a four, you were an eight, you were an eight. What happened there, Jim? Why, why were you yeah. a four that week, right? And and it it provides, again, a a method of reliability, transparency, and again builds trust. The the key around too with with consistency is when you're not, those anomalies stand out significantly. When you're not consistent. So hang on, I want to make sure we're saying yeah. this the right way. I 80% of the time want this, want X, whatever mm -hmm. it is, and then 20% of the time I don't. But even that 20% is consistent. Jim usually asks for this. Yeah. Jim usually wants it. Every now and then he'll skip, but usually he asks. And it's for part it. of not being robotic, right? Because yes. again, you can be consistent and be even keeled, but you want to be passionate. 
Yeah. You want to tell people what you care about. It's okay to have those elevated moments. But here's the thing. If it's elevated all the time and you don't know what you're going to get, the elevation doesn't mean anything. It's like, oh, he's just bipolar. He's having a moment, yeah. right? Or Versus, if it's this really upset Jim. So this must be important. Yeah. And if we keep poking at this, consistently Jim gets upset. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me there. Don't touch, <laughs> stop touching me stop, there. Stop touching yeah. me. Will you stop touching me? <laughs> you know... I have seen the effects of an inconsistent leader, and I've felt it, and I've seen it, and it's and it's. How terrible. did it make you feel? First of all, this isn't therapy, and you're not my therapist. No, Second of all, how did it make you feel? Well, seeing it from the outside, when you're a leader, a peer to an inconsistent leader, it's aggravating. It's aggravating because you look and see these good people who just want to do the right thing, and not all of them are, but by and large, pretty Most much everybody are. wants to do I agree. it. And you watch this leader send them on the whip, whipshaw, whipslaw, whatever you call it, whiplash. Right. Yeah. Whipsaw? Whip. Uh, no. Nobody knows. It's unknowable. <laughs> it's unknowable. Nobody Google it. The Anyways, <laughs> it sends you back and forth on this whiplash, right? And, yeah. And from an emotional standpoint, the energy that these, these direct reports have to exert, and especially if they're managers, right? They're, they're there protecting their people as an emotional barrier, making sure that that inconsistency doesn't go down. Yeah. That stuff, even though they try, it leaks through, and it's a burnout. You will lose people. Being a peer leader, watching it happen, is so aggravating. And you try and step in and provide mentorship, at least most people would. Mentorship, let me give you an alternate path, let me talk about you know, what they really want, that sort of thing. Just, I, I'm actually, right now, Physically, I can upset. see like, like got, my fists are clenched. <laughs> my teeth are grinding. That vein is awful pretty in your forehead. <laughs> it's very well defined. Well, and we have a, a, a an episode, if you will, on, on on mentorship. Do we call these episodes? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I feel like I have Randy's an having an episode every again. time I'm with you. Yeah, but we have an episode on mentorship. You know, and one of the things about your mentors, if you think about the person that you consider a mentor, 80% of the time, they're consistent. They're the person you're going to get that yeah. you know you're going to get. Well, and it's easy for a mentor to be consistent because they don't really have skin in the game, right? There's no performance metrics or goals, whatever. But it also, and that's why mentors are so valuable, they provide a consistent feedback for you. Yeah. Right? A consistent sounding board. Well, and you can get lost, too. You, you, you lose perspective. You lose the bigger picture, you know, of, of, well, I don't understand why Jim's so upset that I didn't meet this one quarterly metric. And it's like, well, because it has an overall anchor drag on the other stuff that he's trying to do, you know. How, how do we, as leaders, you said something earlier about consistency takes energy. Yeah. Does and it takes discipline. I think is the word you said. Yeah, I said energy. I didn't say discipline. You just did. But oh. that's a great word. I'll take. I am credit very for. smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it takes. Well, we'll do it together. We, it, Randy and I say the dis, uh, consistency takes discipline, discipline and energy. That's right. You said that. How do you, as a leader, Randy, find the discipline for this? How mm. do you? What can you use? Sort of some of your mental gymnastics or your mental mantras or whatever it is. To try and remind yourself to be consistent. Well, the first, if I'm mentoring somebody, it's I, I got to sit down and remember it's not about me. I got to put aside however I feel at the moment as best I can. Uh, and if I can't, I need to move the meeting. I've done that before. You know, I've had situations uh, yeah. at 
at church and some of the leadership situations where like, no, I, I, I can't talk about this right now because I'm not in a place where I could provide good input, yeah. right? Um, so one is knowing your own, discipline's about knowing your own mental state and being able to, to authentically and realistically assess yourself and say, am I, am I good to, to give this feedback? Am I good to be here, yeah. right? So that's the first thing. Um, and then once you have the self-discipline to realize that about you, about you, then it's like, okay, do I care enough about this person? Do I really authentically care? That's a real thing. It is. I, I mean, I just had, uh, I just had a long meeting with someone, like longer than it needed to be, much longer than it needed to be. I didn't want to have the meeting, but I knew I needed to have the meeting. And that's discipline too. Knowing when you need to put down the extra effort with this person because now is the time to really reach them. Now is the time to get through to them and doubling down when it needs to happen and not saying, I got better things to do or I got something else I need to do. And I did, right? right? I passed up on another meeting with someone, but I knew this person really needed to hear In that moment, some of those hard truths, right? You know, you've said something and I wanted to hit upon it. The consistency, I think, is a lot easier when what you're being consistent with is within your values. And I'm, I'm hearkening oh, yeah. back to oh, my yeah. friend and Dr. James von Brockenschmidt, <laughs> not his real name, but he and I were in a um, executive yeah, meeting. Sorry. <laughs> we were in a... Actually, That's a reference to young Frankenstein. Dr. Schufhausen, Dr. Emil Schufhausen for you uh, dirty, rotten scoundrels. That's where we got it. <laughs> but uh, we were in a meeting and the CEO, CFO, and I was there and Jim was there couple other executives and we were trying to figure out a personnel matter right and we were arguing back and forth the risk of the company and everything mm. else it doesn't really matter what it was but at one point the ceo his name was andy stood up and i might have used this as an example for yeah. and he pointed at our values on the wall and he said do the right thing it's right there what's the right thing to do here and everybody you know there were a couple of people in the room who sheepishly went yeah, yeah, we should yeah, yeah. we should go this way. Yeah, right. And it, it has always stuck with me because you think, you know what? What is the right thing to do here? Yeah. And being consistent, you want to make sure it's consistent with your values. Yeah. Similar to what Andy was like, we have to treat this employee consistent with our values. What's the right thing? If I'm going to be consistent, I think aligning with your values reduces the amount of energy you have to spend to stay consistent. I agree. I mean, that's part of the reason why I think... Increases too, your effectiveness. It, Sorry, yeah, I should say. No, it, in, in the future, I mean, even now, you know, you see people, they want to know what a corporation stands for. Yeah. Right? Before they want to join it. Because they're like, hey, if, if they've got these values, I want to be part of that system. And, and you're right. When it's within your core values, you can be consistent. You have the discipline. And when it's not, it's really hard. To, to tow the line that needs to be towed, yeah. you know, and you, you really need to do some self-reflection and either vote with your feet or, <laughs> you know, um, or double down. But one of the things I think that's really important is tempo. We touched on it a little bit. We talked about the in front of the board. Go faster. faster. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's a consistent tempo. You know, when you have irregular one-on-ones, when you have irregular one-on-ones, Leader. For, for those you, of you who are confusing regular with constipation, <laughs> what he's trying to say is you don't do it on a consistent basis. Right. When, when you are not consistent with your one-on-ones, meeting them once a week, try to be at the same time, same place, 
When you're inconsistent with that, one, I know for a fact, half the time they don't happen. And then when they do, they're at odd parts of the day and you get a different response. Uh, pe- people in the morning, like, like for example, I know my, um, they call it the Einstein hour. But it's typically not an hour. It's a, it's a, it's a fleeting moment. <laughs> yeah, that's right for me. <laughs> for it's, you. Yeah, it's about thirty seconds. And it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you've got uh, mine's an hour, and it's typically between eight and ten a.m. in the morning. That is when I am at my best, and I happen to know that. So I try to schedule one-on-ones where I can, in that Einstein hour, mm. just because I know that's when I'm the most attentive. That's and and it's the worst after lunch. Like and the so first you, meeting right after lunch, it's like man. You so know. you can provide consistent, strong feedback to the people that you're one on ones with. Yeah, right? yeah. Because if you do it after lunch, it won't be. You know, if you're switching it up, yeah. you either want to be a dunderhead, you know, food coma. Yeah, right. Leader, right. Or, well, I shouldn't have had all those tacos. <laughs> have you ever had tacos, Jim? Do you like tacos? Oh, Let's turkey. talk about tacos. He goes, No, no. I want to talk about my performance <laughs> review. But do you like shredded beef? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like beef. yeah it's, like, it's the worst right so you want to be consistent in your tempo and in your timing and you can do that if you're thoughtful as a brief aside we had a guy his name believe it or not is jim blazer and we used to have to meet with him and we would always schedule our meetings with him at 11 30 because we knew he loved lunch <laughs> and, and, be he short. Lo- and he also loved to talk but he loved lunch more than he liked to talk. So we make it 1130 by by 1150. He's like, so wrap it up guys. Let's get out of here. Well, we can, we can have a podcast maybe on playing personalities. That might be be one too. Putting, putting someone's personality to work for you. That might be one we can do one. Oh, consistently. Yeah. So what, any final thoughts on consistency before we, uh, we wrap this up here? Um, you need to be consistent with your consistency. (laughs) You need help. I do. I do. You know what, though? The fact of the matter is is that when you're consistent, you feel better about what you're doing. You do, yeah. right? And then not only that, the people who work for you or you know, you're leading, even if they don't work for you, they understand what to expect from you. It builds trust with you. Yeah. And, and I'm going to hit back on this. Trust is the currency of business. Trust is the currency of life, honestly. Yeah. And once you get people who trust you because you've been consistent and transparent, they will allow you to draw on that trust. You can make a withdrawal, right? Mm -hmm. I need your help. I know I don't usually say this, but I need you to step up. I need you to come forward. It is a long game. Trust is a long game. Consistency is a long game. But it's the winning game. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end our podcast. (laughs) So uh, thank you for joining in. Thank you for being tolerant of us, by the way, for not being as consistent as we needed to be. Yeah, it is kind of post. funny that we did a consistency yeah. podcast when we aren't doing We've been inconsistent in our posting. Cadence. But we promise you this. We will be more consistent in our posting if you will kindly be more uh, collaborative and forthcoming with your comments because yes. we'd love to hear them. And with that, I'm Randy Fields. I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys keep, keep leading. leading.